Hello and welcome to episode four of the High Hopes podcast. Uh, I can't believe we're already on the fourth episode. It just feels like we're only just starting really last week. But uh, yeah, hope you've been enjoying it so far. And uh, how do you do, Richard? I'm well, thanks. This week, we're going to continue with our divisive figures topic from last week to talk about Elon Musk and his recent long-awaited purchase of Twitter. Well, he's uh, currently the wealthiest man in the world. At the end of 2020, his net worth was 150 billion. And uh, I always knew that uh, he created PayPal. Uh, I never really knew what X.com was, but I guess that was the whole internet boom in the late 90s, really. He was kind of benefiting from that. And obviously, most people know that he's the founder of SpaceX, which he uh, founded in May 2002. In February 2004, he invested uh, $6.5 million in uh, Tesla, uh, becoming the majority shareholder. He would later assume leadership of the company in 2008. And then in 2015, SpaceX began development of the Starlink constellation of low-Earth orbit satellites to provide satellite internet access. But uh, Musk uh, founded OpenAI that same year, a not-for-profit artificial intelligence research company. Uh, aiming to develop artificial general intelligence uh, intended to be safe and beneficial to humanity. (laughs) Fingers crossed he actually sticks to that. (laughs) But then the following year, in 2016, uh, he founded Neuralink. Now, that's the one I'm I'm most paranoid about. It's a neurotechnology startup company that aims to integrate the human brain with artificial intelligence by creating devices that essentially he wants to embed within the brain to facilitate its merging with machines. Yeah, I know he briefly, <laughs> he briefly touched upon that on Joe Rogan, but the, the more you kind of read into it, yeah, scary stuff. But yeah, but I guess the most recent uh, acquisition, I guess, really, and uh, project he's working on now, as we all know, is Twitter. And could this very well be the end of Twitter, Richard, do you reckon? I think Twitter will keep going in some shape or form. But yeah, a lot of people right now, a lot of very upset people who don't agree with uh his views on things who are threatening to jump ship basically and a lot of it is just throwing tantrums because they're they don't like the idea of him loosening up the um uh, free speech side of things and i mean i i would be inclined to worry a little about that like how 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 much is he gonna is he gonna let the reins loose on things um and and, and like is he gonna bring back people who have been banned for breaching violations on the site before yeah, but anyways mm-hmm. i'm sure it'll yeah, keep going he's just recently he's recently just said that it'll take weeks before that actually happens you know bringing back all the people that have been banned which delightfully has pissed off so many uh, you know trolls really on the internet who are expecting him to be the their lord and savior and just make the twitter that they want but yeah that clearly is not what he's doing is he's already trying to monetize essentially free features that were already on Twitter. I mean, he's currently the richest man on the planet, but uh, basically following a, a public disagreement with Stephen King, uh, basically the initial $20 price tag he suggested uh, for a blue tick will essentially you know, show that you're a verified user on the site. It has since been lowered to $8 per month, and he's claimed that, that that charge essentially will give users priority on the app and 
cut down on ads as well as solving the platform's issues with bots and trolls i seriously doubt that (laughs) (laughs) but yeah no and then there's twitter blue that's another thing he's suggesting which will be a subscription service you'll essentially have to take on if you want that that blue tick and that premium service will allow you to edit your tweets uh that seems very murky no like it's already bad enough that people are tweeting and then deleting their tweets when it gets a bit of bad publicity now you have a case of making a tweet and if it gets you know the wrong response you just edit it that's not going to be good i'm assuming that it will kind of show this was edited at a certain time and date i hope so anyway i think i heard something somewhere about uh that it will kind of show an audit trail of the previous edits you know what i mean um so good yeah yeah. All right. Well, I, I'm actually for that then because, you know, there's been plenty of cases of just grammar Nazis coming out, just poking at like a, maybe a, uh, an incorrect word or a typo, really. So it'd be nice to have kind of that editing surface there. But uh, yeah. yeah, I guess these motives for the purchase were supposedly not based on greed, but a uh, desire to create a common digital town square, which I... I don't believe so whatsoever. I remember reading way back now, but uh, it was like 10% of Twitter's user base makes up 90% of its content. So I don't see it as the town square. I think it's more of a a short bus for the internet. (laughs) (laughs) There was also... um... So yeah, Elon Musk was tweeting uh, the other day saying Twitter's current lords and peasants system for who has or doesn't have a blue check mark is bullshit. Power to the people, blue for eight dollars a month. Uh, <laughs> and there's a twi- there's yeah. a there's a guy on Twitter called Jim M Felton at Jim M Felton, and he said, uh, "Lords and peasant system is bullshit. Power to the people." Two tweets later, please pay to be prioritized over the peasants. <laughs> and, <laughs> and if you look at the screenshot he has of Musk's tweets, he's like, uh, you know price adjusted by country proportionate to purchasing power parity you will also get priority in replies mentions and search ability to post long video and audio half as many ads so yeah he completely like shot himself on the foot with his lords and peasants metaphor it was a bit was well yeah. thought out yeah some celebrities are tweeting that they're going to leave twitter like we were saying earlier a new form of if mm. trump wins i'm moving to canada uh yeah yeah. I mean, like, I don't know, like, it remains to be seen. I mean, I've recently just looked at uh, this new app. Uh, it's a similar to Twitter Mastodon. It uh, received a record number of downloads at the weekend of the takeover. Uh, so many users are essentially leaving the app. It remains to be seen whether or not Mastodon will actually take its place. But it just, just goes to show that's all it takes, you know. is Now, I, I don't really know much about it, but it's probably been around for a while. And they were probably doing everything they can to become the next microblogging app. And it's interesting to see that that's all it takes. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll see how many of these people really move to a different social platform and who don't quietly come back after the hype has died down around Elon Musk. Yeah, um, I mean, the app itself, like it hasn't been able to monetize the same way like its rivals like Facebook have. And Elon Musk has vowed that he wants to change that. But uh yeah, it, it just seems the discussion on what is and isn't free speech or hate speech has become a commonplace. Elon is uh, embarrassingly unfunny. Uh, he was really, really awful on uh, Saturday Night Live in May last year, May 2021. He um, he had a sketch where he was dressed as Wario in a kind of fat suit with a cushion under his oh. under his top for the belly. And, um, you know, he, he had another one where he made a reference to Dogecoin 
uh, cryptocurrencies mm. as a financial guy. And yeah, it was just real weird. He had a kind of monologue with his mother on stage beside him as well. And it was all yeah. like, boy, I sure am awkward, huh? Kind of thing. So, um, yeah. yeah. And like then you were you were saying earlier, like he's got this really dumb sense of humor. He, he kind of appeals to 13 year olds with all the memes and whatnot. He's a hero to them. Like, I mean, he's an unfunny tool, but like to people, I don't know. I remember reading somewhere he's a dumb man's idea of what a, a funny man is or something like that. Like, I mean, his sense of humor, like he tries to identify with the younger crowd through memes, you know, that hello fellow kids, you know, meme, like yeah. he's the personification of that really. And then like what just this past week, then he had the sync stunt trying to do a sink pun like that, that <laughs> bringing sink a sink in. into that yeah and he's holding a yeah. bathroom sink or kitchen sink whatever it was um so that was yeah. cringe and uh yeah maximum cringe but as, i mean it's not necessarily what he's doing or what he what he's posting it's the fact that he's a billionaire genius end quote and he's shit posting on, on the internet like i don't know it's just on a regular basis up. as well like yeah 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 and it's just oh, christ i, I mean Growing up, I know we didn't have uh, as many kind of tech uh, savants as we do now. Obviously, tech wasn't there. I just don't know. I, I preferred it back when billionaires wore suits and they just shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> they just they stayed in the background and, you know, they just made their billions and didn't constantly try to be the center of attention. Like this, this wave of narcissism that's coming over like tech giants and just yeah. entrepreneurs who just make their big break. Yeah. Um. And he's he's just he, he he might as well have kicked open the door when he arrived at Twitter. Just kicked the entrance open and started causing controversy straight away. Uh, so Pretty we much. have a little run through here of his first moves since acquiring Twitter. October twenty seventh, um, the deal was closed. He became the new owner, and he promptly fired a handful of executives, including the chief financial officer. They were escorted out of the company's headquarters by security. Three of those guys were given golden parachute payouts. Um, but like several other executives departed Twitter in the days after because they were just not very happy about things. Um, I love I love how Twitter has taken to like lauding the fact that these people have been fired when in reality they have gotten, like you said, massive payouts. Like these people oh, yeah. have become millionaires from this firing. So I, I you know, I'm not going to pretty much have any sympathy really like they've made it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, they're, they're not going to be struggling to pay the bills. Um, he merged... Twitter then with X Holdings, and uh, he dissolved Twitter's board of directors. Employees mm. were not formally told about this change in management. He privatized the company, and it's going to be delisted from the NYSE, the New York Stock Exchange, um, on the 8th of this month, being November, that is. Twitter staff members have been directed to extend their work hours in order to meet Musk's deadlines for multiple changes to the platform. Yeah, um, yeah. it would appear that Katie Hopkins has returned to Twitter, the infamous UK tabloid journalist. Um, oh, that one. She, yeah. I was wondering, Katie Hopkins. She caused a lot of upset back in the day with her outspoken nature. Um, another divisive figure. Oh. Um, but yeah, she she's a former recipient of the C-U-N-T, uh, which is the Campaign to Unify the Nation trophy. Uh, this was a prank organized by Josh Peters, P-I-E-T-E-R-S, on YouTube. He uh, he just did this ridiculous stunt where he um, posed as a, an, an award giver. Um, he hired a bunch of actors to pretend they were assorted business people from 
I, I think different countries along with the UK and they um, hired a boardroom in a hotel somewhere and they invited Katie Hopkins to be the recipient of the campaign to unify the nation <laughs> for her great work in journalism and whatnot and uh, the United Kingdom and little did she know uh, what the um, trophy title uh, looks like when you abbreviate it and um, he had her up receiving a very small cheap looking little trophy in front of a projection which had a, a photograph of her right before he gave it to her and then when she was posing with him in front of the projection they changed slide to to massive c-u-n-t with tiny tiny <laughs> words <laughs> beside That's each letter trolling i could deal with <laughs> ah so funny but yeah i i saw some mention she's back on twitter and to be honest like trump who knows will former president trump be back i'm sure that would stir mm. up some more controversy um yeah he he's musk has said that um he, he intends to do away with lifetime account suspensions and to unban those suspended for, quote, minor or dubious reasons. It'll be interesting to see how he clarifies what those reasons are, really, like, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, the Network Contagion Research Institute observed a 500% spike increase in the use of the N-word uh, within 12 hours of Musk completing the acquisition. So there you go. It just shows uh, the effects were immediate. Uh, the Washington Post noted an increase in pro-Nazi, um, misogynistic and anti-LGBT tweets. Uh, Media Matters President Angela Corazon warned that Musk's leadership would lead to an increase in disinformation, conspiracy theories and harassment on Twitter. And uh, over 40 civil rights groups signed an open letter to 20 Twitter advertisers urging them to abandon the platform if Musk lifts its content moderation measures, which I'm pretty sure is uh, why Musk is now looking for that $8 fee. And uh, the Anti-Defamation <laughs> League CEO, Jonathan uh, Greenblatt, said he was cautiously optimistic about the purchase, but expressed concerns over a potential rise in hate speech. And the Fight for Future director, uh, Evan Greer, appreciated Musk's idea for a moderation council, but noted that Musk had supreme authority on any decisions made. And I think that's uh, I think that's the biggest red flag, really. Like, you really need a board of people to make these decisions, preferably ones with differing views and opinions, as opposed to just one guy who well, to be clearly fair, has a bit of a head. To be fair, he did, I think he did mention they will have broadly different views, but... The fact really? remains. The fact remains that he has the final say on anything that they that they want to decide. So, it's like a secret dictatorship. Nah, I'm, be I'm being a bit sensationalist, like, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, when it, once it's down to just his decision, it really just kind of makes it a moot point. Really, like just having a, a council, it's just really there for show. But you know, again, very pessimistic kind of outlook. But you know, fingers crossed. So hopefully, it won't be the case. But uh, yeah. yeah, and I mean. It remains to be seen, really, what uh, the case will be here. And uh, I don't really think uh, Elon has, he hasn't really set the standard much because in response to Hillary Clinton, he tweeted an article spouting unfounded conspiracy theory about uh, the attack on Nancy Pelosi's husband recently. Uh, he has since deleted it. And the conspiracy theory questioned the circumstances of the attack, insinuating there was more to the story than what was initially reported, which was essentially what actually happened. A right-wing nutjob wanted to attack a predominant Democrat politician, only to find her husband in the house and essentially attacked him. And the source of uh, the article was uh, the Santa Monica Observer, 
who had been dubbed a questionable news source by media bias and fact-checking website. The, the Santa Monica Observer reported that Hillary Clinton died in the 9-11 attacks and that Democrats have been using, uh, using a, a body double since and that Kanye was appointed a non-existent position in the interior department during Trump's administration. So, Didn't you know those things yeah, already, Nick? Like that's common knowledge yeah. now, man. Hillary Clinton died in the 9-11 attacks. Uh, you know, that's that's yeah, clear like as day. I mean, it's one thing to have the richest man on the planet kind of engage in this, you know, disinformation uh, campaign. But Jesus Christ, like the fact that it, all of that was in response to Hillary Clinton, it wasn't even like he had a dog in the fight and needed to 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 get that message out. It was literally just to be a contrarian in the wake of Hillary stating her opinion on the matter. I mean, look, I'm no fan of Hillary, but I ain't going out of my way just to Hillary, dis- disagree no. with her. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like you're just going out of your way to be a contrarian. It's like, oh, is that what you think? Well, I think this. He probably like did a brief Google search and came up with that article just so he could respond. But uh, yeah. it would be funny if he uh, subsequently becomes the sole reason for Twitter's downfall. Like, I'll be all for him then. I'll be a fan of him if that is the case. Because <laughs> Twitter but Nick, how do we tell people yeah. about our blog updates without Twitter? Yeah, I know there's Reddit though as well. But, we'll, uh, we'll find Mastodon. We'll, we'll, Mastodon. we'll actually start investigating that <laughs> now that it's you know starting to take off. But uh, I mean, look, Twitter hasn't been a beacon of reasonable discussion for quite some time. Uh, Christ, I I can't really put it all on Elon that the way it's going. But uh, I mean, he has essentially accelerated a lot of Twitter's problems and just kind of made them more palpable. I don't know. I'm not exactly sure just how beneficial it is to be constantly yelling at each other over our phones as opposed to the town square dynamic that he was hoping for. Yeah. um, I don't know. Like the the spike in the use of the N-word is definitely 500% is an awful lot. But I assume that that was, you know, a a concentrated campaign by trolls, um, you know, losers weirdos schmucks Mm. so uh, i'm sure it was only a temporary just to get some attention and clearly it worked but um you know it remains to be seen how twitter is going to end up under his stewardship um a lot of the responses and and concerns raised by different bodies and, and activist groups and things for now is is mainly speculation i would say um without the the proof in the pudding you know so we'll see Mm-hmm. stay tuned i guess so yeah i'm pretty sure we've just echoed uh, a lot of sentiments that people share really like uh i think he's uh, obviously a very polarizing and controversial figure but uh i'm pretty sure everybody is going one way <laughs> when it comes yeah. to elon musk um, but look he may have some uh, surprises in him because he, he used to talk about making twitter the everything app uh, an app that can do all sorts of different things for you um, I don't know if people actually want an app that does everything. Um, it's probably a good reason most apps have one single focus or a basic thing they follow. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what extra juice he he pumps into Twitter, uh, be it good or bad. And um, yeah, I guess that's uh, time will tell. So thanks for listening, guys, to another edition of the High Hopes podcast by The Green Lens. Uh, this has been... Yours truly, Richard and Nicholas. Thanks again, guys. All the best.